Welcome to the Aspieland Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger's Syndrome, also called Autism Spectrum Disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Greetings and welcome to Aspieland. My name is John Allen, and I'm honored to be your host. If you're new to this podcast, well, you're especially welcome here. This is a podcast for everyone, whether you have Asperger's Syndrome, Autism Spectrum Disorder, or you're a neurotypical. I want to help everyone with Asperger's Syndrome, Autism Spectrum Disorder to understand the neurotypical world that we live in. And I would like to help those of you who are neurotypical not only become better informed about how Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder is, but to help you to reach out and make relationships happen for everyone who may have Asperger's Syndrome, Autism Spectrum Disorder, or other neurodiverse conditions. The idea here is to bridge the gap of understanding with each other, learning to accept one another, and we do that by looking at life through each other's eyes. Let me start out with a story. I've tried so hard to find friends. Heck, just trying to get people to recognize that I even exist was a monumental effort. I wanted so badly to have friends, or even acquaintances for that matter. When I was young, I would walk to school and I'd see the other kids with friends hanging around them, and I'd think, gee, how nice would it be just to have one person to walk and talk with. Okay, so I wasn't exactly the best-looking guy in the neighborhood, to be honest, but I figured that it shouldn't matter much. A real friend likes you for who you are, not how you look. That's what I tell myself. Well, once in a while, a kid would walk up to me and ask if we could be friends. I'm like, (laughs) is the Pope Catholic? Yes, I would eagerly agree. Well, within minutes... They would start making fun of me and laughing, with their friends hanging out in the background, all having a great joke at my expense. Well, as I got older and my attention started turning to girls, well, the same kind of things would happen. Often a guy I knew at school would come up to me and tell me that, oh, this girl over here, she really likes you. She said she likes you, and you you should go up and meet her. Now, You would think by now, by this time, I'd wise up and I wouldn't believe it, but I never put two and two together because my Asperger's that I didn't know I had at the time wouldn't let me put two and two together. I was always naive to that sort of thing, and with my Asperger's in full gear, I would think how nice it was to have a girl who likes me. So off I would go, not knowing that the guy was hanging out nearby with his friends watching me as I went up to the girl. And the girl, by the way, didn't know that I was coming. I'd walk up to her, not knowing how to say anything, and mustering up all the courage I could, I'd say something to her. And she'd look at me like I was some disfigured monster or something. And after saying something like, Who are you? Or get away from me. She'd practically run off and leaving me standing there looking completely dumbfounded. Now, occasionally, 
I would hear the sound of the other kids laughing from a distance and yucking it up. Now, that happened to me a lot when I was in middle school. So by the time I was in high school, I had pretty much come to the conclusion that I was a reject, a castaway. My Asperger's kept me from knowing what to say, how to say what I didn't know what to say in the first place, and how to approach anyone with any form of communication. Well, by the time I had graduated from high school, I had learned to be the invisible man. I didn't have a real true friend in the world. Oh, I had some acquaintances, and I was beginning to get the knack of being by myself everywhere I went. I had accepted the idea that I was someone that nobody was interested in. I had connected the previous experiences of all the rejection, and I connected that with the future experience that I might have with other people. I would just automatically assume that the same thing would happen over and over again. So, I learned to eliminate the problem by simply saying to myself, people just want to make fun of you because you're different. Oh, as a result, I avoided people simply because I thought that about them. I connected those dots of my experiences to my failures, and I was engaging in a form of conditioned response. Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk about how we think, and more importantly, how we believe the way other people think. And as I was considering a title for this podcast, I remembered an old Frankie Avalon Annette Funicello song, straight back from 1965. It's called, I Think, You Think. It's a song about the assumption these two teenagers were making about what they believed about long-term relationships and dating. Anyway, I thought it was apropos, so I decided to call this episode, I Think, You Think. And before we get started, let me first thank all of you for continuing to listen to our podcast this new year. Thank you for rating and reviewing. Now, most of you know that I don't pay anyone anything to advertise this podcast, so your rating and reviewing really helps me get the word out. And the website, aspieland.org, has a whole new look and I'll soon be adding more interesting things for you as we go throughout the year. Remember also, please subscribe to the podcast, not just by subscribing on your podcast player, but on my website. Go to the subscription page, fill out the form, it only takes a minute, and it really helps me know about who and where we're reaching out to. All right, let's get back into I think, you think, they think, we think, I think, they think, we think. <laughs> Let's just get back into it. Now, we all have conditioned responses to different things. For example, say you had a cup of coffee, and afterwards, it made you feel jumpy, and it unsettled your stomach so that you felt sick. So you figured, well, first cup of coffee. I'll try it again. So you try it again, and the same thing happens. And maybe you try it a third time, and the same thing happens. Well, you begin to believe that coffee makes you sick based on your past experience with it. And from then on, you think, all coffee makes me sick. So you start avoiding it. That is your conditioned response. We tend to do the same thing with people. For example, let's just say every time you come near a particular neighbor, he starts yelling at you for whatever reason. Maybe he's just grumpy. You could very easily have a response of fear and anxiousness. 
because every time you come up to him, he starts yelling at you. So every time you come anywhere near that neighbor, you start feeling anxious, simply because your past experience created a conditioned response. This often leads to stigmas that we create concerning other people. Now, we talked about stigmas in an earlier podcast, so let me review it in a real quick sentence or two. Consider the following common stigmas. Quote, all politicians are corrupt. Hmm, you really think all politicians are truly corrupt? There are some people who really want to help the community and become politicians and work that out. So are all politicians corrupt? Hmm, here's another one. All salesmen are greedy. Well, are all salesmen greedy or are they just, you know, maybe there's some salesmen just trying to eke out a living and that's the only thing they know how to do. So is it true? No, not necessarily. All right, so what does all this have to do with Aspies and neurotypicals? Well, let me show you. According to research, it is common for those of us who have Asperger's syndrome autism spectrum disorder to be disdainful or to dislike neurotypicals. Why? Well, largely because we have so many negative experiences that become conditioned response and in turn become stigmas. Now let's look at the other side of this. According to research, it is common for those who are neurotypical to believe that those of us who have Asperger's syndrome autism spectrum disorder have no ability to be empathetic to others. Why? Well, maybe it's likely because past experience where a person with Asperger's syndrome responded to an emotional event in a casual way, it created a conditioned response and in turn became a stigma. Stigmas often become blanket statements, just like the two or three examples I just had. If you are believing a blanket statement about those of us who have Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, such as, oh, all of those Aspie people, they don't know how to feel. They don't have any emotion or something like that. Now, chances are you're wrong. Ask yourself, who told you that? Where did that come from? Now, for those of you who have Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder and you're smirking right now, listen carefully because you're going to hear it as well. If you are believing a blanket statement about neurotypicals, such as, oh, neurotypicals just hate anybody that's different, chances are you're wrong. Ask yourself, who told you that? Where did that come from? Blanket statements and stigmas are both part of how we think about each other. And this can be a problem because it can cause us to presume what the other person thinks. Let me give you a quick example. I could go up to my wife and say, you know, I think that you think I'm too tall. And on the other side of it, my wife might say, I think that you think that I'm too short. Now, in that scenario, we're both presuming how the other one thinks, when in fact, neither of us communicated that information about how we really think. We become so busy trying to outthink others that we ignore the real truth about each other that's laying there, but we haven't communicated it. Now, if you want to hear that again, hit the rewind button. That's the beauty of this. You can hit the rewind button and go over that again. 
This thinking and outthinking and stigmas and presumptions all play into our social skills, our ability to interact and communicate. Social skills are the most prevalent and problematic issue for those of us who have Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder. It is critical to understand that Aspies and those of us who are on the spectrum have very few, if any, social skills, which include the ability to converse, the reading of verbal cues such as sarcasm or puns or jokes, and the reading of nonverbal cues, such as body language and facial expressions. These social skills occur naturally in the neurotypical. Now, one way to describe it is to say that while a neurotypical would learn social skills by observing the world around them, the person on the spectrum would have little or no ability to learn these skills by observance, especially when they're younger. It's as if in the brain of the neurotypical, you have this box that you place all that you learn about your social skills in that box. And every time you need that information, you pull your brain pulls it out of the box and does it. In those of us who have Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, our brain has no such box. A person with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder has to train themselves or have someone else help them to train themselves to understanding social skills. It's not something that happens naturally. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to bridge the gap of understanding and to bring acceptance between those of us who have Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder and those who are neurotypical. By communicating and understanding each other, we begin to learn to accept one another which helps us build relationships and strengthen our ability to cope with everyone around us. That makes the world and all of the diverse people in it a better place. Now, for the neurotypicals in our audience, in order to have this kind of understanding, you need to learn how those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder think. It is fairly common for those of us with Asperger's syndrome autism spectrum disorder to think linearly, sort of in a straight line. Technically, it's called concrete thinking. I prefer to call it linear because that kind of means like a straight line. We consider facts more easily than emotions. Emotions are wild and variable and somewhat unreliable, but facts are what they are and they're easy to draw conclusions with. For example, one plus one is two. One plus two is three. 1 plus 3 is 4, and so on and so on. It all goes in a straight line. Now, you may remember from previous podcasts that I mentioned how those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder speak and understand literal statements. For example, if a neurotypical hands somebody with Asperger's syndrome a plate that has crumbs and, and old food and stuff on it, and they say, here, would you get rid of this for me? Well, the Aspie or person on the spectrum would take that and throw it away. And they'd come back and the guy would say, where's my plate? Uh, you didn't mention anything about the plate because they took that statement literally. Our thinking is very much like that. We tend to take things at face value. 
abstract meanings are not grasped without some kind of explanation. For example, a person with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder would argue that a person in a glass house shouldn't throw stones because it'll break the glass. The metaphor in that phrase is completely lost because our thinking is at face value. Consequently, when you talk with an Aspie, understand that you need to talk straight without sarcasm or puns or metaphors or anything like that. Now on the other side of this, for my Aspie friends, you need to understand that neurotypical thinking is laced with all kinds of things like that. And you need to be willing to ask, what does that mean? I don't get that. What does that mean? And you can do that without feeling as though you'll be criticized or looked down upon. Remember also that all of this learning takes time. It is not a snap your fingers process. It'll take a lot of time and patience and a willingness to help each other. The trick here is to be honest with yourself and honest with others. It's far better to be yourself than trying to outthink the other and acting differently because of it. Whoa, looks like our time is about up for this visit. Why, these visits really go quick. Please remember to get on the website aspieland.org and check things out and look things over. Get on the subscription page and subscribe to the podcast. It only takes a minute, and I'll send you an email when the next podcast is coming up and what it's all about. If you have questions or concerns, or you just want to say hello, you can reach me by emailing to john at aspieland.org. I'll give you that again. It's john at aspieland.org. I'd love to hear from you. Please, if you can, try to donate to the work here. It's real easy. You can do it from the website. It'll really help keep the podcast running. Well, try to stay safe, and we'll meet up once again in Aspieland. Thanks for listening to the Aspieland podcast. If you like this podcast, pass the word. This podcast is for everyone, whether you have Asperger's syndrome or not. Because the more who listen, the better our opportunity to become more sensitive and compassionate, not only to those who have the disorder, but to all humankind as well. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.